the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. A lot of uh, interesting things going on these days. Um, you know, that's the thing. With 24-7 news and 24-7 internet, it's hard to get bored. It's easy to get burnt out. <laughs> but it's uh, really difficult to get bored. So, uh, anyway, I thought I would start off just by reminding everybody we got a seminar coming up, and I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, it's titled Nothing is as Constant as Change, and it's changing again. We're going to be taking a look at a couple new options that investors have that uh, are good for both people who are trying to accumulate assets for retirement or just accumulate assets so they can quit working one day, uh, whatever you'd like to call it, or for people who are already retired and are looking for a way to uh, some options to um, make their income a little more secure. So I guess I'll leave it at that because there is a ton of material on on that. The I'm going to go through the highlights at the seminar. It's, it's a really good uh, thing, I think. Uh, it's for the right person, which brings me to something else. You know, I've um, been looking around, and uh, it, it's so funny. In our industry, the – will change terminology and change definitions. And I'm not sure who's in charge of that <laughs> or why they're doing that, but that part's been changing again. So they're defining financial advice versus financial planning. Uh, I'm so They're finding financial ad- advice to be different than financial planning, which is fine. You know, I, I get it. And so there's a, a definition of financial planning that they're going to be using in the industry that's very uh, specific and geared towards a holistic financial plan. And so I thought that was kind of interesting that that development's going on. So financial advice would be something like you come in and, and you've got an issue, a specific issue that you need to deal with. Maybe, you know, you want to get, um, uh, you're looking at buying a home or buying a second home. Um, you don't know whether or not you can afford it. That would be very specific financial advice, according to the uh, stuff I've been reading lately, and would fall into uh, underneath an entire financial plan. If you, a plan would be something more comprehensive than that. And I just thought it was interesting that they were making that distinction and we're taking so much time, effort, and energy to make that distinction. So something's happening somewhere. 
in the government or in the courts that are causing people to say, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't financial planning, that was financial advice. And I'm like, well, yeah, anyway. So that's what happens when you have the largest percentage of lawyers on the planet in your country. <laughs> I think America as a uh, uh, country has lawyers being the largest percentage of the overall population of any country on earth. Now, I read that somewhere on the Internet. I did not back or fact check it. I do not know if that's true, but it sure does seem like it. <laughs> and that's fine. You need a good lawyer every now and then. Actually, you need a good lawyer quite frequently these days. Yeah, so, And we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about that, too, in the future and on show. So if you've got calls, uh, get ready. I'm trying to line up some uh, some speakers, some people that we can talk to here on the air. Because I think it's just, it is just fascinating. The changes that have gone on there are just fascinating. The uh, um, setting up trusts. How do you make sure that you you have somebody that uh, um, you're caring for, taking care of if something happens to you? uh, What do you do? What kind of steps do you take? What kind of precautions can you take? um, That's pretty important stuff, especially if you have special needs children. This has come up more than once now in the past few years. And what's really more common are people that are taking care of their special needs parents. You know, they didn't, maybe they didn't have special needs you know, 20 or 30 years ago, but as you age, you know, your mind's not working quite as well. And, um, you know, sometimes it can be very impaired. You know, anybody out there that's dealt with this knows what I'm talking about. And almost everybody has someone in their family that's had to deal with this. So those things, as, as estates get larger just because of inflation, I mean, look at the average price of an average home now. Look at the home that you live in. Look at what you paid for it if you lived there for the whole 30 years and what you paid for it 30 years ago and what it's selling for today, even with the great recession that happened in real estate. It's significantly more money than that. So a lot of estates, you know, are in an area where that uh, it's significant and the impact could be really significant. So we're going to try to talk about a lot of those things going forward because this is it's a big deal. I mean, it's happening to everybody. Investing is a, is a big deal. That's how you fund all this stuff. It's a, so we're going to continue to talk about that too. And feel free to have any questions that you have regarding any of this stuff. Just call us, 216-901-0945, or go to my website, Bullington Capital. There's a BullingtonCapital.com. Right at the top it says Contact. And you can write your name, put an email, and just send a message. Believe me, the, uh, you're not going to be hounded. Um, we have a hard time calling back the people who want to talk to us <laughs> because there's a lot of them and uh, it's really not that bad. The, uh, but I do spend probably half of my day returning phone calls and uh, emails. That's half of what I do now. Thank goodness for the email. That's, that makes it so much easier. And uh, if you do have a, a, a good email address that you want to use, if this is important, then you know, just shoot that to us, get your question and we'll be glad to try to get back to you. So, again, uh, the things that uh, we cover at seminars that we'll be covering again, we cover at every seminar. And this is something that, you know what, The um, I'm just, I'm amazed that they're not teaching this to 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds can do the math that it takes to be able to do retirement planning. They can. 
They can do the math. Now, they're not going to construct a portfolio, a stock, bond, and cash portfolio at the age of 12. But they understand the math and they understand money. They know that you know if they're good, they do their chores or, or whatever, they get a job, they get a paper out, they get money, and they can spend that money. So I think around the age of 12 is when you should start teaching. Maybe if you're, if you're a parent and you just don't have time, maybe you, uh, get your grandparents. Have them listen to the show. <laughs> We're preparing material for this, and it's not that hard. You know, I, I did a, uh, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've done the retirement planning thing, and I keep getting questions at the end of the seminar. Hey, I thought you were going to talk about retirement planning. Uh, yeah, I did. You missed it. Yeah, you were sitting, you were sitting right there. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about that. It's, it's actually not that hard. Okay. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it's not that hard. It's not that complicated. It is hard. There's a difference between complicated and hard. Some complicated things are relatively simple, but they can be very hard to do. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example of that. So let's say you want to have a, an income in retirement of $50,000 on your own without any help from Social Security or a pension or any other thing. So I look up the acceptable number that's being put out there by some really, really, really large asset managers. And they're saying, don't, you know, don't count on spending more than four and a half percent in retirement. And I'm going, oh, don't spend more than four and a half percent. So if I want to spend $50,000, $50,000 equals four and a half percent of $1,111,111.11. A lot of ones, isn't it? <laughs> but think about what I just said. If you don't want to rely on Social Security and you don't want to rely on a pension, you just want this. I want to have I want to be able to take out fifty thousand dollars a year and I'm going to stick with the four and a half percent number there. I'm going to need about one point one million dollars. See, you should be telling the 12 year olds this. Yes, they should start an IRA. Yes, they should get a paper route. They should have a 401k for one. <laughs> I am not kidding. This is a uh, this is hard. This is the hard part. I you know, I'm uh, talking to a bunch of college kids now. I've talked to them all the time. They have no idea. Nobody's ever told them. And that you know that number is a big number. Now to relax, let's say you had a I don't know, $1,500 a month from Social Security, which is slightly above the national average. Okay, so $1,500 a month times 12 is $18,000 a year, divided by 4.5% is 400000 bucks. That $1,500 a month of getting from Social Security just saved you from having to save $400,000 on your own. Sweet. I love that program, by the way. And no, it's not going away. It's not going away. Are you? Do you know how quickly we would get a new president and a new Congress and a new Senate? <laughs> I mean, nobody would be left standing. Well, except for those people that listened to my show and said, you know, you can't get rid of Social Security. The, the ones that voted against getting rid of it. They, that, that's never going to happen. 
at some point in time, two things are going to happen. They're going to, and in fact, it's not keeping up with the inflation rate. So there, there, there's a, uh, there's an advantage to doing that, that will actually close that gap somewhat. Um, but they also have the future cost of living increases that they can kind of play around with. And, uh, sorry, we just can't afford to give you the cost of living increase. Uh, which means that they don't have to pay it. But as they print more money and inflation goes up and people are, their wages rise, the revenue goes up and offsets the extra cost. And I fully expect that by the time I'm ready to collect Social Security, the full retirement age is going to be higher than the age of 70. So that's what I'm expecting. And, and it's fixed. The problem's fixed. It's solved. Is it the way people want it? Heck no. I want to retire next year. <laughs> I want Social Security to start giving me some of the money back that I've paid over my uh, lifetime. Now, <laughs> well, I can want those things. Probably not going to happen. But uh, but anyway, that's the, uh, you know, that's as, as complicated. And I hear some people talking about, oh, you don't need to know that. You know, really? Re- really? You really don't need to know that? You really don't need to know how much money approximately you'd need to have. Or let's say you're on a path now. I'm saving X number of dollars. I think I'm going to earn X percent on it. Just an estimate. It's not exact. We're just get, just kind of giving a ballpark. That's what we want to do. Just give a ballpark. Get a ballpark number. Let's say my number is a million dollars. Okay. It's a million dollars. What do I need to do? Uh, am I going to make that million dollars? Yeah. I don't know. What kind of adjustments can I make to try to get me there? The um, the million dollars is a lot of money, by the way. But you can get there. I've seen a lot of people do it, especially if you start when you're 12. That's what Warren Buffett did, by the way. He was 12 years old. He had a paper out. Started saving his money. And uh, That dude is, first of all, he's super smart. I mean, his, his IQ is off the charts. The, uh, secondly, he was born into a pretty good family. He He understands all this stuff, by the way. He's, this is not a slam against him whatsoever. That guy has an unbelievable amount of self-discipline. Unbelievable. He lives in the same house he bought over 40 years ago. Over 40 years ago. <laughs> so uh, not only is he super smart, he's highly motivated and highly self-disciplined. So that's how you get to be one of the richest people in the world. Got the right personality traits. You work at it really hard. Uh you have the right gifts, and you're born into a good family. Woo! The uh, there are a lot of other people that weren't, you know, have done very similar. Look at Jeff Bezos. That just blows my mind. It blows my mind. One guy is that smart. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. He's got a lot of guts. By the way, everybody's making a big deal out of Amazon missing on their uh, earnings on Friday. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, really, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and it's still a good company. He talks about this is one of the reasons you have to have a plan, whether it's planning for I want to save. And by the way, you know, the planning your investments, that's a big plan. A big part of your financial plan, the overall plan should be financial advice on how you want to invest your money. And at that at the seminar, we're going to be covering that in detail. And, And believe me, it does not have to be that hard. If you missed what I said earlier in today's show. You can always go to my website and re-listen to the show. Just re-listen to the first 15 minutes. You can go to the fish, 955thefish.com. You can pull it up there. It's available uh, as a podcast. It's on iHeart. 
If you go to iHeart, you can pick it up there. And it's also on iTunes. I had to take iTunes off of my website. It was really weird. I had these conflicts. Something was making the uh, um, the screen just go go blank and go gray. So I talked to tech support from two different people. Isn't that just what you love to do? Spend three or four hours? <laughs> Literally. I mean, three or four hours. And it was actually more than four hours trying to get a problem fixed. Nobody seems to know what the problem is. Then they realize, oh, there was an update in Chrome. That's a, if you know what Chrome is. Yeah. And it's not working correctly. We'll have to wait till Apple or uh, iTunes, no, nah, Google fixes that. And I'm like, great. <laughs> so I just took it off. So if you go to iTunes, you can actually search for it there. And you can actually just search for the uh, Bullington Capital podcast if you want to hear that. This is really important stuff. You should be teaching this to your grandkids. I know when I was 12, I had a paper route too. I was no near, nowhere near as successful as Warren Buffett was. I delivered to a bunch of apartment buildings where a lot of the people would not pay their bill. They would see that it was me collecting and they wouldn't answer the door when I knocked on it. And after you know a couple of weeks, I'd stop delivering. They'd call and complain. My route manager would say, you have to deliver. They haven't paid. Well, they said they're going to pay this week, so I go to deliver, and then they move without paying. Can you imagine moving on a 12-year-old? <laughs> Unbelievable. So anyway, but I did make money on it. <laughs> it was it was profitable. It wasn't as profitable as I would have liked. And uh, that had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, you're dealing with a big, huge apartment complex, and people are moving in and out all the time. And uh, they just don't just really didn't seem to care. So there was a lot of uh, a lot of life life lessons learned there. That was a uh, that was really fascinating. Um, I made a pretty good buck yeah, doing it, despite the fact that you know we'd have that. You know, and that was a good that was a very good learning lesson. And you know I had to be there at five thirty when they dropped the papers off. But now I hear the uh, music. That means i got to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I'll be right back. And we are back. Hey, if you'd like to call us, 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And the last 15 minutes of today's program, so we're going to go up until about 840, take another commercial break, and we will talk about the lookout for the bull and the momentum stocks that have been coming up on the lists today, or this past week, um, the kind of stuff I've been buying. Uh, I think it's it's interesting this is not something, by the way, that uh, you should be doing with a large portion of your money. Um, it's actually pretty active. It's gotten a lot better now. The uh, I think at some point in time, I think it's this month, the uh, Fidelity is going to stop charging commissions on uh, stock purchases, you know, ETS and stock purchases for the advisors. Now, this is what they do. They roll it out to the public first, and then they give it to us. We are the unwanted stepchild. Just call me Cinderella. <laughs> We're always last. The uh, but that's okay. The uh, it's coming, and I've been 
you know what? Even at five bucks, it that it really it, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, five bucks? Are you kidding? Uh, if you knew how the trades got executed at most of your firms, you'd be going like, "Wow, five dollars is nothing." <laughs> you might as well just give that away. But uh, that's a long story. And um, yeah, if you're ever interested, you can always call me, and I can we, or bring it up at a seminar, and I'll tell you why. So again, we'll come back to that in a little bit. And I just really wanted to, uh, you know, there's, I guess, um, I probably got about 12 more years left to, uh, to work hard. And then, uh, I'm just going to try to hire somebody else to do most of what I'm doing now. And I'll just come in and do the radio show, <laughs> but, uh, now I'll always stay active. It, it, it's kind of neat that that's one nice thing about the, the business that I'm in. It's not very physical. So I actually have to force myself to go out and exercise. Because if I don't, I would just, uh, wow, that'd be tough. Yeah, I'd be in bad shape. And uh, so it, it's a good thing. And I'm sure there are a lot of, that's where the jobs, it, it just blows my mind how many jobs there are in programming, uh, how many jobs related to the uh, the Internet, the Internet of Things, all that stuff that that's coming. Nothing is as constant as change. It's changing again. It's constant. Change is constant. And it's the only thing that, uh, well, no, it's one of the few things that never changes is the fact that there's always change. And there's been a lot of change over the past few years. Really difficult to make the adjustments to. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, just to your, your normal lives. You know, people are, they're just not comfortable. And I see people when they get up into their uh, mid-70s, you know, they just don't want to try to keep up. I get it. It's a lot of work. Um, I try to help my parents out as much as I can. And, uh, it is going to get easier, by the way. It's going to be easier. You know, 10 years from now, look back 10 years ago from today. What was that? 2009. Look how much has changed in that time period and how much more the changes accelerated. Look, go back to 1998. <clears throat> you know, Apple hadn't invented the iPhone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Can't get that out of my throat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so smartphones, all these devices, these the uh, iPads that were connected to the internet without a uh, a local connection, all that kind of stuff. It you know it's relatively new stuff, and most people still don't know how to use a lot of it. And you can include me in that category. I I try to only learn what I actually need to know, which is kind of a lot. But the, um, I don't, I don't jump on the bandwagon on everything right off the bat because a lot of it, quite frankly, it's not going to be useful to me. If I look at it and I don't think it's going to be useful, I'm, I'm there, I'm right there with you. But here's what I'm telling you. The artificial intelligence is getting so good and the voice recognition and the, uh, uh, the fact that your facial recognition software the world is actually going to get more secure, more secure, not less secure. Every time I say that, I get kickback from everybody who wants to think negatively. Oh, that's never, never, no, sorry. You know, and by the way, when what I say actually comes to fruition, when things are safer, when they're easier, much more than you've ever imagined. You know what they say? They say nothing. <laughs> they look away. <laughs> That's okay. Get ready to look away a lot. 
over the next 10 years. Because I'm here to tell you, this stuff is not going downhill. It's going up. It's getting better. Your lives are getting better. You're going to be able to talk to everything in your house. You can do that now if you want to pay for it. And if you want to pay and get it all set up and get somebody, you know, come in to your home, you can actually have a lot of your devices that are commanded by your voice, either directly through one of the, uh, I call them pucks. You know, Google's got the thing in the Alexa. It looks like a hockey puck. The, uh, so talk to your hockey puck. <laughs> and you can do all kinds of stuff right now, right now. And that's just, you know, it's just, they're just scratching the surface. So the Internet of Things, whenever you hear that, that's kind of what they're talking about. There's this stuff that I'm trying to get my arms around right now. It's the uh, quantum computers. Talk about making your head spin. Holy schmoly. But the, uh, anyway, the, the, the gist of that so far is that it is super fast over incredibly long distances. Super fast over incredibly long distances. So what does that mean for, for everybody here? Well, it means that you're probably going to have a more secure future, that you're not going to have to do quite as much um, manual labor, which is really weird, but the uh, um, you know, you'll be able to do an awful lot of things just with your voice. When you walk into your house, you know, you'll have a certain, uh, and your house is going to recognize your voice and your voice print, and it won't respond to other people. Because they can't, uh, unless you've already okayed it for them to be able to do that. Here's another thing I think is going to happen. You'll come in, you'll train your devices. Okay, you're going to have an account somewhere out there. It's probably through Amazon. <laughs> no, I am not, I'm serious. It's probably through Amazon. So let me tell you what I did. I went to, my, my parents have a phone on the wall. They still have a landline because they still like it. That's great. Uh, the handset dropped and broke. So they were re- very upset, obviously. My dad's running around to, you know, goes to Walmart, goes to Best Buy, can't find a phone that's kind of compatible. Uh, and actually, probably realistically, since he's out of town and probably won't be hearing this, he, he probably couldn't understand the <laughs> the descriptions of the phones in the stores. So he ended up not getting anything. So anyway... I go to Amazon, I look up a land-based landline phone that's got an automatic answering machine built into it. Probably going to have to go over and set it up for them. But they, uh, it's got really big keys, so they can see it very easily. You can mount it on the wall. And uh, it's got caller ID. It's got a really big screen that puts up the writing in really big letters. So it was only $32. It was only $32, and uh, I think it's just a riot. I was able to order it. Now, when I'm ordering it and when I check out, when I go to check out my $32 phone or my parents' $32 phone, I'm going ha- gonna to have it sent to their house. But Amazon recognizes that I'm buying a phone built for senior citizens. They look at my age. They look at my past history. They see that I've sent stuff to my parents before. They know my parents' age, and they offer without me doing anything. Would you like us to send this to their address? <laughs> I am going, what? Wow. The uh, Those guys are paying attention. 
That's what I'm saying. That's the capability of all this stuff. You're going to have stuff when you talk to your computers. The stuff I'm talking to you right now, I'm putting it up. It's going on the Internet. My voice print is forever being stored somewhere that somebody thinks is going to be useful at some point in time. And you know what? They're probably right. So you will actually walk into a house and you will program that house. The minute you walk in and say something, it's going to access everything you've ever done <laughs> on the internet or at least with Amazon. <laughs> but the, uh, and, and it's going to work. You're going to have all this stuff that works. Television. Now turn on the television in the living room. And you probably have to give them names. I don't know. Turn on the uh, living room television. Go to channel three. Bring up Wild World of Sports. Bring up Disney. I want to see the Disney channel because my grandkids are on their way over. And uh, brings it up. Hey, try to find this this particular movie. The uh, Little Mermaid. My kids drove me nuts watching that thing on CD when they were like... <laughs> so I'll have it set up. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have their kids watching it. Because <laughs> they'll probably like it too. And uh, I can pause it. And I can say, hey, when you recognize one of my grandkids' uh, voices, it's okay to play the movie. Yeah, And you know what? It'll store all that, and it'll do all that. And I know people think that uh, probably this is really not likely. It, it, it's, it's already happening. It's already happening. So is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. And I know this, the younger kids are a lot smarter than we were. Well, at least... I can speak for myself. They're a lot smarter than I was. <laughs> I watch these kids do stuff on their phones and on their iPads and stuff. I'm going, wow, how old are you again? No, some of them aren't even in school yet. Just uh, blows my mind. I look at my little, uh, my youngest grandchild. Unbelievable. So what does that portend? Well, that, it portends a lot of growth in the future because a lot of people still don't have that technology. Heck, there are a lot of countries around the world that still don't have clean water. It's like about a dichotomy. Holy cow. The, uh, so they've all got to catch up. What does that mean? That means future growth. It means future customers. It means future worldwide economic growth. That's what all that means. And, uh, and it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. So I must have bored uh, everybody to death. Nobody's calling in at all. <laughs> if you have a question uh, or a comment, feel you know, always feel free. And by the way, on my website, my website has changed a little bit lately. There's a thing on there called Resource Center, and you can click on one of the. You actually have to click on the word. You click on the word, and it will bring you to um, some videos. There, I didn't do these videos. These were done professionally, and, uh, but. They, I selected the videos and they, uh, cover different topics. And there's also some calculators. There is a, yeah, if you go to tools on my website, there are calculators. So anything that you have, um, a question on, you could actually look that up there. And now I understand that this looks really complicated because it is. It's complicated. Yeah, because there are an awful lot of things that come into play when you're trying to put together you know, retirement plan. Um, an awful lot of things. And you need to take a lot of that stuff into account. And I, I'm, uh, I'm amazed 
oftentimes at how much stuff there is that you have to become familiar with that you have to know just in case one of your clients may need to know it. it it's amazing. It's amazing how much stuff you have to need to know just to be alive and be a person. That blows my mind financially. I'm not, you just have to wonder, is that really, that? I think that might be part of the master plan. This was the master plan. Get to a point where nobody can survive completely on their own or at least where their life isn't going to be helped significantly by utilizing the services of someone else. I think that that is a uh, um, that might be part of the master plan because when I think about it, there is no way I'm going to get online and go to WebMD and try to diagnose my own sickness. Heck, I'm not even going to try to to fix a the plumbing in my house, <laughs> and I'm especially not going to do the electricity because my luck's not that good. <laughs> I get around messing in there, and uh, I'm in big trouble. But uh, Anyway, so I really think that this is part of the overall master plan. And that old song, No Man is an Island, I think that was inspired uh, spiritually. <laughs> so anyway, I'll quit uh, waxing prophetic. And uh, I just, I'm sure I butchered that, that term right there. <laughs> Used it out of context, but that's okay. I'll look it up during the commercial break. <laughs> Try to get a better one. And... um I'm getting a little uh, little loopy here. That's because I've been uh, running like crazy over the past few few weeks, actually, a few months. Last, last quarter of the year is actually really busy for us. Um, the first quarter is also really busy. So we have those are uh, where the activity levels are significantly higher, and in the middle of the year, it's not so much. So it's a lot easier. Uh, so during the next few months, we will be uh, just cranking. And uh, if you do have questions, calls, or comments, though, feel free to call us and uh, or go to my website and reach us out, reach out to us there. It's BullingtonCapital.com. There is a ton of stuff on that website. This website's new. I haven't really talked a lot about it, but it's brand new. There are a lot of resources that I didn't have on the old website that are there. So oftentimes, if you want to look something up, you want to figure out where your uh, uh, federal income tax is, there's a tax calculator by the way do not take any of this stuff you'll you'll notice their disclaimers all over the website uh, especially when it comes to tax and legal advice you need to contact a professional this is just a guide to start questions so that when you talk to a professional you can get the actual real answers i hear they uh somebody talking that means i got to take a real quick commercial break you're listening to bill bullington right here on 1420 stay tuned because i'll be right back anything like you thought the story of your life was gonna be and it feels like the end has started closing in on you but it's just up a pen and a page and I started writing just what I'd say if we were faced. and we're back hey you're listening to Bill Bullington I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 
Also available at BullingtonCapital.com. Uh, I go there. It'll actually redirect you to iHeart, um, iTunes, and the podcast on 955thefish.com. So I thought I would kind of take the last 15 minutes. I know we've been talking forever about the uh, Lookout for the Bull website. And, uh, man, I can't believe how hard that is to get that set up. It's a uh, mind-boggling because we have all kinds of regulations we have to deal with. Yeah, so it's a little more difficult. And I'm just hoping that we uh, get this up relatively soon. In the meantime, most of you that have ever been to a seminar or have ever talked with me in person, uh, kind of know there's a uh, um, philosophy. It's it's an investment philosophy. Some people call it trend following. Some people call it momentum investing. You can call it whatever you'd like to. Uh, but it, it emphasizes kind of price movement. And this is not something that you should do with a large portion of your money. As the longer I've done this, the more I realize uh, you really have to pay attention to this. If you don't follow the instructions that, that I follow carefully, um, it's not going to end up good. I mean, there's a really big chance that you can end up losing a lot of money and you just don't want to do that. You've got to follow the instructions. So they're relatively simple. Um, they're actually already published on the Lookout for the Bull website. We're not, uh, it's going to be a subscription site as soon as we can coordinate the back office. That, that's the hard part. The, uh, the back office part of this. And at some point in time, I might even just start making it free for a while. Um, in fact, that's what I, I think I'll probably end up doing is, is trying to make it free, uh, until we can actually get the other pieces of it worked out. Cause it, it's pretty valuable stuff. I look at, uh, Oh, it, and it's fun. You know, I, I like doing it. Um, it's challenging. I see my account balance is fluctuating every day. All the stocks in there fluctuate every day. Uh, I called it look out for the bull because I'd purchased so much stuff when I was younger that just wasn't very helpful. I mean, most of it was not helpful at all. In fact, a lot of it was counterproductive. And I don't want other people to go through that if I can help it. Uh, yes, you can make money doing this in, in the stock market. There have been lots of large money management firms that have done incredibly well doing this over the years. It's a challenge, um, but it's not insurmountable. So, and I think a lot, what's really interesting is a lot of people that used to use this um, have either long, long retired uh, or they just got so big it was not effective anymore. So very few people are, very few people are doing this. And so it's going down the list I'll kind of give you, give you an idea of, of what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for something that's moving up pretty quickly, um, that's going up in price. And how do I measure that? Well, we'll just take the stocks that are, are in the top 10% over the past one, three, or six-month time periods. So that's what I, I honed down on. That's what I set up my software to scan for. Those stocks that are doing the best over the one, three, or six-month time periods. Now, what I'd like to see is that today that the day they make the scan, that the volume of shares traded is higher than its average daily volume. And that's explained on the website. Um, the reason for that is that if the volume is, is above average, uh, then I, and the stock is, uh, oh, there's a combination there, by the way. There's also the fact that I want, I'd like to see the stock closing, its closing price within a quarter of its, of its high for that day. So if you looked at the, the total range, I want the, 
the, the stock price closing up in the top 25% of that day's range. Why am I doing that? Well, I'm doing that because these stocks are moving very fast. And I want to make sure on the day that they make the skin that they are still moving up fast. That there's still a lot of interest in these companies. That doesn't mean that the interest is going to be maintained. We don't know that. What we do know, though, is companies whose share prices close up near their highs of the day, who have closed on a higher than average volume, who are also in the top 10% uh, of all stocks over one, three, or six-month time period, have uh, have a better shot at going higher sooner rather than later than others than stocks that aren't doing that. So all we're trying to do is narrow our, our focus down to those companies who are going up right now. And a lot of people don't like this, by the way. Warren Buffett hates it. The uh, This is not his style. He would never be good at this particular style of investing. There have been guys that when they were practicing have track records, had track records that were as good, actually have track records that are as good or better than Warren Buffett's. But it is a different style completely. And just like there are very few Warren Buffetts in the world, there are very few people like these other guys that, you know, Richard Dryhouse, you know, he's, he's retired, but his firm's still going. Um, look at um, Dreyfus Funds. The, uh, Dick Dreyfus, he was a very, yeah, he looked at charts. It was a chartist. The, um, the Janus Funds, Relative Strength. Um, who are the other ones? Uh, 20th Century. Those guys, when they were relatively small, they they were able to do the same sort of thing. So anyway, long story short, I wrote these scans. I go through, I scan the markets on a daily basis, and I look through the scans, and essentially I just buy what I like. Uh, that's what the whole Lookout for the Bull program is about, just buying what you like. And the trick, the trick comes down to managing your risk. And it's a very simple formula. And, I, and I'll talk about this at the seminar too, because I'm going to talk about this at every seminar. This, I have narrowed this down to just the most important concepts that you need to focus on, at least that I feel you need to focus on, to be successful doing this. And those are uh, fishing in the right pond, basically what we were just talking about. If you, you want to make money sooner than later, you want to go to stocks that are going up right now which is the total antithesis of a deep value investor who wants to buy stocks when they're dropping. Both of those strategies work, and I have the value-oriented strategies in the exchange-traded funds that I hold. So I'm not interested in trying to duplicate that. In my mind, that is harder for me than being a momentum investor. The hard part about being a momentum investor is that, and by the way, there are a lot of funds now that are doing things that are really similar to this, really similar. And they have very good track records. So anyway, this is really, I mean, it's, it's a hobby. It's something that you decide that you want to give it a shot. You want to try to see what you can do um, and how well you go. And I'm sure there, I've seen people that I've shown this information to that have done better than I have. The, uh, it's kind of funny. And I'm, I'm not upset by that. I'm actually happy about that. I, I hope everybody beats me. The, uh, but it is fun. So having said that, you know what came up on uh, Friday? Tesla. Tesla was up 9.5%. Now, it was up a lot the day before. So the reason that it was up a lot the day before is why I bought it on Friday. I have to disclose that. You know, I can't 
I want to be front running and I could get stopped out tomorrow. In fact, I bought Rite Aid, I don't know, probably mm, 10 weeks ago. And right after the same day I bought it, I got stopped out of it. <laughs> and it didn't cost me a lot of money because that's that 1% rule. If you, if you want to know what that is, go to the lookout for the bull website and read it and read that and read that and read that and read that until you can regurgitate that because that's actually the key. That's the key to being successful. It's not picking the right stocks. It's called managing your risk. That's the secret. Managing your risk. I just gave it away for nothing. Managing your risk. I didn't tell you how. Actually, I told you how on the website. I gave, actually, I gave you one example of uh, what you can use, and, and I use something that is uh, identical to that 95% of the time. 5% of the time, I'll use something slightly different almost always ends up costing me more money, <laughs> but that's okay. So uh, Tesla came up on the list. Here's some other ones that uh, Goodyear came up on the list. Goodyear Tire and Rubber, look at the chart on that. Now, when you see a classic breakout pattern, that thing has broken a downward trend. Um, that's, a cl- that's a classic. When I'm talking about classics, there are some old books on technical analysis where this would be an absolute classic. It broke the downward trend line. Big volume, closes near the high of the day, twice its average daily volume. The other thing about Goodyear is that its uh, uh, price-to-sales ratio is 0.24. That's pretty low. Even for a a tire manufacturer, that's pretty low. Tire manufacturers, generally, they're very cyclical, and they don't have huge profit margins. Um, But uh, So the price-to-sales ratios typically aren't that high, but they're normally not 0.24. Long-term average would be somewhere around 1%. And if that were to go back to one, when you go from 0.24 to one, okay, that is going up, um, what's that? It's over 300%. Yeah. Oh man. So I got two out there. I didn't buy the Goodyear, by the way. I did buy Ultra Clean Holdings, UCTT. So I'll let that one go. Uh, and, uh, Next week, I will try to get a little bit more time in on this since I hear the music. That means I got to go. You've been listening to Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon and 1420 The Answer. Also available on 955thefish.com as a podcast. Have a good week, good luck, and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420 The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.